Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Howdy, Colin. You ready for the Yukon Hate Week? Yeah, Yukon Hate Week. It's easy to get inspired to hate these guys. Oh, boy. Our bitter rivals from way back. Yeah, way back in 2015. Yeah. Wow. Yukon uh, Huskies uh, were going to Hartford, Connecticut, as we've never done before, to play the Huskies to rematch from the 9-6 to horrific game that we played in 2015. Yeah, real uh, baseball match there, 9-6. Uh, to One of the worst football games I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I remember I was playing in a golf tournament while I was going on, listening to it on the radio, and just being so frustrated. Mm. I didn't think anything could frustrate me worse than my golf game. But then I listened to the Tigers while playing golf. Well, we've got another game coming up. So All right. Well, I'm not ready. golfing this weekend. So. <laughs> you can focus on it. Well, I don't know. What do you think? What's the spread? 13. Tigers are favored by 13 this weekend. I, they should easily cover that. Yeah. I think. I put money on it. Did you? I did, yeah. Got my bookie. So hear that, fellas, out mm-hmm. there. You know, it's not just you guys who are going to lose money on my predictions, but also Brendan. That's right. Yeah, I took the Tigers to cover the 13 points. We'll see what happens. UConn has a terrible secondary. I mean, yeah. so do we. Yeah, but we also have a what seems to be a good quarterback and wide receivers who are figuring it out. Mm-hmm. My, my biggest concern with all this is when anytime we get – happy about something or high on something like the passing game that we'll watch it evaporate against the worst passing defense in college football like Mm. that's when it'll disappear right don't have faith no that's what we learned this year nope don't trust your gut this week we've talked to mike anthony from the hartford current who's going to talk to us a little bit about the husky team and tell us uh, whether we should expect a uh, 13 point win or not well um does i i know he's there yeah he's probably um, covers the beat. Mm-hmm. But does he know anything about UConn football? I mean, does <sighs> if he anybody? Does, if he doesn't, I really can't blame him. I mean, I, mean I, I just assume everybody just concentrates on girls and boys basketball there, and the mm-hmm. football team is sort of an afterthought. Yeah. It's basically intramurals at this point. Yeah. It's not the hottest matchup in college football this weekend. No, no. I think Paul Feinbott would agree with that. Yeah. And even worse is that uh, there's no exhibition basketball game to look <laughs> no, forward to. No, there's not. <laughs> Last week, at least, we had a scrimmage. Mm-hmm. to yeah, build the spirits. enthusiasm gap a Hey, should bit. we mention before we roll right into it that uh, Barry Odom is losing commitments, like uh, left and right. I'm losing hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there have been three commitments in the last week, I believe, who have said, oh, we thought we'd want to go to Missouri, but after looking at the uh, trash heap that you put on the field this year, maybe not. Maybe not. The coach burning stuff with lighter fluid in the locker room is not inspiring well, players? You, you'd think that would be enough to make mm-hmm. an 18-year-old say I wonder yeah. if it's because... Like Barry Odom sold to all of us, like this is like, let's keep the train on the tracks. And now he's selling re- Rebuild. Yeah. Maybe the recruits are like, that wasn't what he was selling when he was in my living room. You know what? That's a really good point because the Rebuild is an invention that he decided upon yeah. halfway through this year. Yeah, exactly. And you're probably right. A lot of these kids so come to Missouri. We've got a big winning program coming and it's mm-hmm. going to be a firecracker. And now it's like, mm, it's a rebuild. It can take time. Like, yeah. I don't know about that. I need that. time. I need time. Yeah, it's it's not good. I've, I've noticed that being disheartened because everybody sees this soft schedule coming up and think and they're talking about making excuses to keep Barry Odom. Like mm-hmm. if Barry Odom wins out, I'll give that to you. But 
if it's going to take winning out because it's not just the the losses; it's how we lose. Mm. It's the fact that recruits are leaving. It's that that we the coaching turnover. I mean, the program on a whole looks like hot garbage. Hot garbage. It's not just the losses. So. But I see on people on Twitter, they're like, well, bury this and bury that. And he, mm-hmm. it's like, did we learn nothing from Kim Anderson? Did none of you take anything from that? Did, just bury your head in the sand and just decide that you don't see the fucking hot dog water. Hot dog water. Hoop slick. That is our program right now. Yeah. Another fact of the matter is people are also sort of writing it off as recruits decommit every year. This is something that happens every year. Well, they don't decommit in mass and your top targets don't disappear from you midway through the season. Not only that, have we forgotten about the uh, Missouri 10? How's that looking right now? Not too good. No, it's not. I mean, listen, like in politics, some people are just going to get on board and are going to be willfully ignorant about whatever happens beyond that point. They've picked their team, their their candidate, their whatever, and and nothing's going to sway them. Mm -hmm. You know, they've turned this coach into their golden calf, and there's no... You know, unless Moses comes down and cracks some fucking tablets on a stone, they're in. They've bought into Barry Odom. It's happening. And uh, they're not going to go away from that. You shouldn't be that way. You know what I mean? You should look at everything objectively. You should analyze as it goes. You should never buy into anybody or anything wholeheartedly and close your eyes to what is very apparent problems, very apparent issues with this program. And God willing, Jim Sturk is who I think he is, and he's not. He's not turning his back on. He's like he sees the commits leave. He mm-hmm. sees an empty football stadium. He talked a little stadium. bit about it to the papers this week. Yeah, he's he, he's like, listen, it's all well and good to be a homer, a big fucking blind homer. But I'm not a homer, and I, in fact, my paycheck depends on me being objective mm-hmm. and looking at this analytically. And so it's all well and good for Dick Face McGee on Twitter to say, I'm with Barry Odom. You know, if he wins two games, we really ought to give him that third year. I don't think that's Jim Sturk. I think Jim Sturk's going, man, our uh, football program has become a money-sucking toilet, and Mm -hmm. I need that to change. I think it's been presented that there's two kinds of fans. There's the go down with the ship fan, which Mm -hmm. I am not. No, me neither. Because I, I can't ignore, you know, I can't look at the blue sky and say it's red. But then the other type of fan is the woe is me constantly. Well, I heard something on on the radio the other day that was like, when Nixon was impeached, Brennan, Uh he still had like a 38% approval rating. There was still 38% of the country that was going to live and die with Richard Nixon regardless of what he did. And there's a percentage of the Mizzou fan base that is going to live and die with a Kim Anderson or Mm -hmm. live and die with a Barry Odom regardless of what they see. Well, and uh, what I was getting at is there's the pump sunshine constantly, and then there's the nothing's ever going right crowd. I'd like to think I live somewhere in the middle where... That's where I want to be. I want to be in the gray area, because that's what life is, ultimately. And uh, this is the the time where you get off the fucking ship. Yeah. The ship is sinking. Yeah. It's too late. We've realized that. The hole's in the boat. We both endorsed Barry Odom. We both wanted him to be the head coach. Mm -hmm. We both were excited about his opportunity. We we drank stag with the guy if we could. And now... We're just looking at it objectively going, this is a garbage mess. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. Something's got to change. Yeah. Uplifting. Ready for that big weekend against UConn. <laughs> well, let's see. If, I mean, I'll, I'll give you this. If he scores 211 points against UConn, I'll, I'll jump back on. You're right back on. That's good. We have to win this weekend, and I think we will win this weekend. But the real test will come when we get back into SEC play. We play Florida. We play Tennessee. We play Arkansas. We play Vanderbilt. I'm being optimistic and saying we're going to couple wins there, but we're we going to split that. Yeah, think. but I think what we're really going to see out of this Tiger team is when we play Florida, because Florida is not the best team in the world, but they're not the worst. And when we play halfway decent defenses, that's when we usually shit the bed. And if we can still put up big points, if we can make a few stops, all right, Barry looks like he's maybe turned. 
a couple things around. But if we're the same shit team that yeah. played Purdue, forget about it. Just to like how I've turned on Barry here, I'm willing to turn back. I mm-hmm. want to be flexible. I don't want to be, there's only one way to do things. There's only one way to see things. If Barry wins out or even or splits, but loses by one point to Florida, you know, in a game where the defense and the offense play well. You know what I mean? If we, we're respectable and it's competitive, but this fucking trash heap we've been seeing, I mean, I don't care. It, it, it's got to change. If anything, the recruit thing bothers me because yeah. that is, that's damage that lasts. You yeah. know, what, what's going on right now? <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com match just go to indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now is a lot more palatable if you see good recruiting classes down the road. You go, well, this won't last forever. Eventually, we're going to turn things around. But when you're living inside of this shit-filled toilet right now, and the only thing you can see ahead of you is more shit-filled toilet, that means listenership for this show is going to go down. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, who wants to fucking listen to us bag on Barry Odom nonstop? <laughs> Nearly for, no one. Yeah, yeah, almost no one. All right, well, let's focus on UConn for this week. Let's talk to Mike Anthony, see what he has to say about UConn, see if we think we can come out of there looking convincing, maybe it look good going into the SEC schedule. M-I-Z, Z-O-U. Let's throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. And he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. It don't get no better than that, man. Lock deep near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Touchdown, Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is the Mazzotcast. Joining us now, the football beat reporter for the Hartford Current, is Mike Anthony to tell us a little bit about this 2017 UConn team. Uh, Missouri's heading up to Connecticut this weekend to uh, face the Huskies for the second time in three years. It was an, kind of an ugly game in 2015. Missouri won 9-6. Both teams have struggled since then, but... Tell us a little bit about uh, what Missouri fans can expect to see from this UConn team that may be different from what we saw in Columbia two years ago. Well, I'll tell you, I'll start by saying, I, you know, I've only covered the team last year and this year, so I wasn't out there for the game. I've certainly seen the highlights of, you know, how it came down to a fake field goal at the end there. Kind of ended in bizarre fashion, I guess, or, or 
as entertaining of a nine to six game can be. But you know what what Missouri fans can expect from UConn is kind of uh, is a lot of inexperience, which means they're really unpredictable and they've played pretty well lately. Have picked up two wins in a row, but it's been a real struggle for these guys, particularly on defense. And they still, by far, have the worst passing defense in the nation. A lot of freshmen playing in a lot of key spots, so that's where they've struggled. And you know, I know that the Missouri pass offense looks pretty prolific, so I think that's where the game's won or lost. There. That's right. And uh, even the Missouri offense was pretty sketchy. We knew the defense was going to be poor on our side, but uh, the last yeah. three games. We've managed to sort of uh, at least they haven't been consistent, but they've they've passed, thrown the long ball a long way. And I assume, given what you've said about uh, UConn's weak secondary, that's going to be the the focus for Missouri. What do you imagine the UConn is planning to do to uh, counteract that, knowing that it is a weak their weak spot matches perfectly aligned with Missouri's strength. Well, Randy Edsel said he's going to try and apply for um, uh, to have a twelfth player involved. Uh, <laughs> So maybe that's their, their only hope. No, I, I don't know. Look, UConn's been burnt big time by opposing offenses. I mean, it's been one quarterback after another with career-high passing yards. But again, they've made some strides these last couple of weeks. It, it's uh, it's a deep, it's a secondary unit that's never going to look all-world, but it's at least become kind of a functional product over the last couple of weeks. And actually, for just the second time this year, they're going with the same five guys back there. So it seems like they've kind of found their footing a little bit anyway. Tell me a little bit about the uh, UConn offense because Missouri's defense has been our biggest Achilles heel in a year of a lot of Achilles heels. What can Missouri fans expect to see from UConn as far as trying to get uh, some points on the board? Yeah, it moves. It moves fast. Uh, the, the offense hasn't been, hasn't been a problem at all. No huddle. Hums right along. They're putting up a lot of points there. Uh, Brian Sheriff, their fifth-year senior quarterback, is having a, a terrific year. He's, he's kind of the adult that this young team has needed. He's done a, a terrific job in his efficiency and I think just kind of his ownership and, and leadership of this offense. One one problem UConn is, is having here is uh, Arkel Newsom, their senior running back, who's really their best player when he gets the ball in the open field, is out for the next few weeks with a collarbone injury. So, And he's, he's really been productive, so uh, UConn will have to find different ways to march downfield because he's, he's been so good and the running backs behind him and around him, while they've shown flashes over the first seven weeks, have really been limited lately. So we'll see what they do on that front. But the offense doesn't huddle. It moves quick. It's been really fun to watch. It's really interesting from the UConn perspective because they had the worst offense in the nation last year, and this year they have one of the worst defenses. So mm-hmm. it's been a... In my two years covering the team, it's been uh, a total 180. It's interesting. It sounds like there are a lot of mirror images to what Missouri's been facing. We also have injured running back in Demaria Crockett. We have a weak secondary as well. It sounds like it's going to produce a lot of passing, whether those will be effective or not for either side. Who knows? But Missouri runs a very fast offense as well. Sounds like exactly like UConn. And uh, we've bounced back and forth year in and year out whether our offense can't be effective and whether our defense can't be effective. It's amazing it's these two. Tough to know. Yeah, that's interesting. It's just tough to, to predict what you're going to see in this sport. You know, it, it's, it's funny. I mean, last week you got beat Tulsa 20 to 14, and the over/under for the game was something like 78. It, it just shows you what happens when you when you get two struggling teams, two bad teams together on a field, you know, it's really hard to predict what you're going to see out there. So, you know, 41-38 wouldn't shock me. 40-3 to wouldn't shock me. And 17-10 wouldn't shock me either. Who knows? But either way, I think uh, one thing you can count on is not high television ratings. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and we'll see what the, what, what the attendance looks like. This, this is an interesting time for the UConn program as well, because uh, with Randy Edsel back, there's a, a little bit of newfound optimism. It's been really 
a downtime for their program and six consecutive music, uh, losing seasons since he left after his first stint to take the, the Maryland job after a, a Fiesta Bowl birth. But the, the program, the program has kind of lost the, the state a little bit over the years and attendance really has been down. But there was 24,000 there last week, which is not a good number, but it's a decent number considering the numbers they've, they've put up recently. And, you know, two games, two game winning streak, a chance to get to 500 against an SEC team coming in. I don't know if this is maybe a time for some more fans to embrace a little momentum that UConn has going right now. We'll see what the what the crowd looks like because there's been a lot of fans disguised as metal bleachers in recent weeks. I'll tell you that. We're, we're familiar with that look, yeah. We don't get out to UConn very often, if ever. And what what does the stadium hold? Like, what is capacity if it were a big 40,000. 40,000, okay. So I, I don't know what kind of uh, buzz Missouri coming out to Connecticut generates. I think uh, that fit in 2015 game was the first time they've ever played each other. So, you know, this is not, not what you call a classic football rivalry. No, not at all. But, you know, from UConn's perspective, it's it's a chance to play up. It's, it's You know, you're playing an SEC team, you're playing a Power 5 team, and UConn's only had one other SEC team in the building, and that was Vanderbilt a handful of years ago. So it is, it is kind of a, a unique, a little bit more high-profile opportunity for this team. And again, just given the situation, with UConn going more than a month without a victory and, and being one and four, now having reeled off two in a row, and boy, from UConn's perspective, you can welcome an SEC team in and, and pick off a victory here and move to four and four. Now the complexion of the whole season has changed dramatically. You're then coming out of this week expecting nothing short of a bowl bid. Really, it would be—it might sound awkward, but I'm telling you, it would be kind of a program-changing moment if UConn was able to pull off an upset victory here. Do you have a prediction for how this game will go, given the given the stakes? I guess. I, you know, I really don't. I would just be pulling something out of the blue. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't seen enough of Missouri to understand fully what they're capable of. And to be honest with you, as closely as I've watched UConn, you never know what you're going to get with them either because they're just so young mm-hmm. uh, in so many areas and so unproven. It's still such a, a work in, in progress. So I, I really don't have a true feel for, for how they'll match up. I just know the big concern on UConn's side is, is the length and athleticism that that Missouri offense, particularly those receivers, bring. So let's get to something more important before I let you go. Missouri fans coming into Connecticut for this game, where should they go eat or go to get a beer when uh, when they're in town? All right. Here's what you got. I guess you cover on that front. Good. You'll fly in to Bradley about 15 miles north of Hartford. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, there's not too much up there towards the airport. So if people are staying in the Hartford area, you can either go downtown Hartford or what I would recommend is – you go to uh, West Hartford Center, which is, if you say West Hartford Center, Farmington Avenue to uh, to an Uber driver, for instance, you'd be in the right spot. That's a good, like, park and pick a place type place where you can grab a beer, mm-hmm. get a bunch of places. And there's really nice restaurants over there. It's a nice, nice walking area. There's some decent places downtown in the city as well. But West Hartford Center, which is another 10-minute uh, or so drive, uh, is the place you want to be. Okay. It's, I pre- not, it's not too, too much. The game's actually in East Hartford where there's not too, too much. And there's not anything north of that up towards the airport. So get down to the city, get over to the west side. All right. That's that's probably the most important uh, info you could give us, so I really appreciate no it. <laughs> All right, Mike Anthony from the Hartford Kurt, thank you so much for uh, telling us about UConn. My pleasure. Good talking to you. Across Lake Wasapog, stealing makeup 
tits for fucking. That's all there is to do. I'd love to listen to classic rock and have sex with you. Doing whole shots at the mall. Writing Ozzy on a wall. Watch the corn get tall. There's nothing else to do at all. Going where we always go. Doing what we always do. Waiting to turn into the people we are bound to turn into. What else do other people do? Connecticut's for fucking. It's a nutmeg stage. Well, I'll say this about uh, Mike Anthony. He sounds as confident in the Tigers as any of the opponent's experts that we've talked to this year. Yeah, he's never implicitly said it, but I think he feels kind of like we feel. Explicitly? Whatever. Incorrect. English is not my first language. No. Few people know that. It's Latin. Anyway, that he thinks it's going to be a bloodbath, and it should be a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. It, it better be a bloodbath. I'll just put it that way. It better be a bloodbath or I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to start cutting myself. I'm blaming Barry Odom for that. Mm-hmm. When I, when you guys have to put me back in Fulton, I mean, for the first time. Right. <laughs> it will be, I will blame Barry Odom. So uh, Missouri could come out of this weekend, hopefully three and five. Not a great record, but uh, we finished four and eight last year. So that would put us in a position to at least be the same level as last year. Mm-hmm. If Barry Odom gets three wins with the rest of the schedule, which is a very winnable schedule. Mm-hmm. He'll have improved it. He'll have improved it. At least it won't feel that way. No, but it'll be five and so. seven. And what and like do you, you do said at about that point? Memphis, Brennan? You know, yeah. Second year, man. We were better. You know, so he's going to be able to push that line. I'm not sure. If you're Jim Sterk and Missouri finishes five and seven and looked as trash as well, we have this year, you, do you keep the man? Well, I, everybody who I see using the record as their only barometer for should we or should we not keep Barry Odom, my thing is, is how are we winning or how are we losing? Who did we win to? Who did we lose to? There are nuance to this. It's not just what's your end of the season record. It's like, yeah, our end of the season record is we beat all the rum-dums, but we got slaughtered by 30 points by everybody who had a decent football team. You know, that means something. You know, did we have the worst defense in the entire SEC? Was our offense criminally inconsistent? Mm-hmm. These things matter regardless of your record. Yeah. Are you losing recruits at a fucking frightening pace? Mm-hmm. These things matter. A one SEC conference win schedule is not convincing to me two years in a row. I don't know. Don't need that shit in uh, my life. Nope. All right. Well, I'm bummed out. Yeah. It's a bummer, man. We haven't even lost yet. I think we're going to blow out a team, and I'm totally bummed out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Basketball's right around the corner. Thank Christ. November 15th. November yep. 15th. November yep. 15th. Yep. 
We're going to need a quarterback. We're going to need another quarterback after James Foster said sayonara to Missouri. We got that kid from decommitted from Wake Forest, right? Maybe he'll be something. Who knows? I don't know. It's been a long time since the uh, preseason when I actually looked at who was in the recruiting classes. But uh, well, this is why I don't like recruiting in general, Colin. I've never liked following recruiting really closely because guys do commit. They are seventeen. I've always said it until they are on our campus in our uniform. They don't exist. Yeah, it's never great. It's just infuriating. I'd much rather just follow the games. But uh, when you see these guys just leave the boat left and right, you can't help but get discouraged. Yeah. I mean, there's half a chance that the people that recruited them aren't on the coaching staff anymore. (laughs) That's true enough. Maybe that's part of the reason they're looking elsewhere. But Mm -hmm. anyway, with that upbeat note, let's just sign off now. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Dick Face McGee. <laughs>